coming up. There's so many things that encourage you to just, you know, just get going. You know, everything is just about going, 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 you know, motivation, rah, 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 like everything. You're just going to feel really, really crappy about yourself if you think that any of that is the the move. Like none of that is that none of that is what you should be doing. <laughs> like don't do the go to go in the gym, you know, and, and da da da. Like I did that when my sister was in the hospital, you know, I'm there every day dealing with all that stuff and I'm like, okay, I'm gonna go work out. I'm gonna, you know, you gotta get back, you know that I done I done broke my back and my neck couldn't move. <laughs> like just the stress and that on top of it, whatever. There is some physical stuff that I will suggest, but you know, all of this whole, like, don't try to rah-rah yourself out of it. Hello, sexy people. Welcome to the Karen Feeding of Tasha Caulfield, a weekly podcast, or sometimes bi-weekly, because I don't need that type of pressure in my life podcast, where I, Tasha Caulfield, writer, comedian, and recovering pretty mess, get way too personal when discussing all the ways we can work at being less of a hot mess. So if you are interested in growing with someone who also prioritizes living her best life, join me in this open diary approach to exploring all the hard, beautiful, thought-provoking, funny, and everything in between moments in life, because here we keep it TC. All right, let's dive into this week's episode, shall we? All right, first podcast episode. We're doing it. How to be productive when you are fighting depression or dealing with depression or just going through something. You're a bit out of it. You're maybe you're trying to create a new normal. Maybe you just want things to go back to the way they were. I don't know. But life is going by and, you know, you still got to get stuff done. Right. Normally, I would not like for this to be my first episode topic. You know, (laughs) does it sound that uh cheerful and welcoming but you know I'm a big believer in keeping it real um being completely transparent and walking the walk you know I like to show how things are done while I'm doing it so like I'm dealing with bouts of depression right now and I'm being productive so you see how that works you see how how this is working I'm creating this new podcast and all that kind of stuff I haven't really had to deal with depression and like on this level in like at least over a decade or so, maybe two. I don't, you know, I had, as some of you who might know my background knows, I had a very traumatic and just like awful childhood. It, you know, every type of abuse, it, I just wasn't locked in a closet for years. Uh, so, you know, <laughs> if you were, you win. Um, but yeah, and by the way, these, my jokes and everything are really inappropriate a lot of the time. So if you're a little sensitive, this might not be the podcast for you, but I do apologize in advance, uh, for everything that I say that will be inappropriate. Um, I'm sorry. I'm just going to do the apology now so I can just like play it later. I'm sorry if I offended anybody. Um, that was not my intention. I will learn from this and grow from this and do better. And, um, you know, I'm, I'm grateful for the second chance that we're all given to prove that we're better human beings than we are and that we've learned and grown. All right. So now that my blanket, well, now that my sincere apology is out of the way. So let's get back to this. You know, I had a pretty rough childhood, horrible, crappy, all that kind of stuff. And I survived it. And I thought, you know, I thought the worst was behind me. I was like, if you could survive that, 
Like if you could survive abandonment, neglect, uh, physical abuse, sexual, everything, mental, just, just your whole being put in holes, isolated, all sorts of stuff. So I guess I was locked in a room. <laughs> I forgot about the hole, but it wasn't for years. That was just for days and stuff like that. Um, but if you could survive all that, I was like, okay, I'm good. Now I can just focus on spiritual growth and healing and all that kind of stuff. And I did that pretty successfully. I got into, you know, relationships with decent guys. Financially, I came up in the world, you know, traveled the world and just was jet setting, just living my best life. So yeah, I was good. I was like, okay, I'm going to have to keep, you know, the spiritual stuff because healing is a lifelong journey, as they say. But I'm, you know, I'm, you know, nothing could really phase me. I'm not close to my family, unfortunately, but we, I don't come from a close family. Everybody in my intimate family is very scattered. So, you know, I'm like, yeah, I haven't really done the death thing yet, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty dead inside. So <laughs> I should be good if anybody dies. Yeah, it'll be sad. I'm not completely sure how it'll affect me, but you know, I, I should be good, but you know, again, as some of you may know who have kind of followed my journey, I did this little YouTube series, What's So Funny, last January 2022. Um, actually, no, I did in the summer of 2022. My surrogate mother ha- passed away in January of 2022. And that kind of knocked me off my kilter. I didn't realize that, hey, you're not, you're actually not dead inside. And this person actually meant a lot to you. You know, I hadn't really had to confront death on that level or just losing somebody who was the only person who showed me unconditional love on this planet, which is, you know, if you ever get that from anybody, treasure it. If they're still in your life, like, make sure your time reflects, you know, their value to you. You know, that 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 knocked me off uh, my axis or whatever you call it. And, um, and I struggled for months with that. And I did the What's So Funny series to try to see, okay, I think I'm ready to, you know, work on this autobiography that she always wanted me to write. And, you know, I kind of wanted to, you know, be funny, but is it healthy for me to do it? So that was kind of the thesis of What's So Funny. Is it appropriate for me to be joking about tragic things because a lot of comedians didn't really turn out okay? So I did all that and I was like, all right, I'm ready to do this. I got the clearance from my little thesis and it said, you're good to go as long as you, you know, you're talking honestly and openly about this stuff, not making a joke out of everything, at least have someone, you know, or some place where you can actually have a uh, honest dialogue, you're good. And so I'm like, all right, time for me to get back to work and do all that. I, you know, put all the equipment away. I was getting ready to write. It was a Sunday. I was going to start writing that Monday. And then I get this call. No, I get a text from my brother who, you know, and it's just like, sis. And me and my brother are cool. Like, we're, he's like the only family member I have that, you know, that, yeah, that talks to you. So it's kind of like the only family. Um. And we're like, cool, and his sis. And I'm just like, uh, you know, I'm watching uh, this this movie and I haven't heard from him in a minute and he's not saying anything. And I'm like, do I really want my day? Because you just kind of get a feeling like this ain't going to be good. And, you know, I kind of just keep watching 
it. And then I could get sis again. Like, you know, hey, sis, or something like, that. like you know, like 30 minutes or an hour later or something. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to, I'm just going to act like I didn't, I'm just going to ignore whatever. But, you know, I don't really like ignoring people, anybody, even people I don't like. So, you know, I was like, finally, I'm like, okay, let me call him back. And so I call him um, and, you know, he lets me know that our sister is in the hospital in a coma and, I was like, okay, you know, I'll fly out tomorrow or whatever. She's, you know, I'm on the East Coast right now. She's in California, uh, Nevada. So I fly out the next day. I make all these preparations. I fly out and I get to the hospital and, you know, and it's just weird. It was very, very weird. You know, she was, yeah, she was in a coma. I got to see what that looks like in person. I was like, man, she's so dramatic. (laughs) We haven't talked in a long time, but this girl really, you know, I don't know if it's all the... Um, you know, I don't know if it's all the stories, you know, Young and the Restless, soap operas and all that kind of stuff, all my children that we watched when we were younger, and that was like a thing. But comas, you know, like, come on, like, come on, sis. (laughs) You could have just called and asked me to come. You didn't have to do all this. But you go and you see a person, you know, not in their most dignified appearance, Um, You know, we like our hair done a certain way. We like things to look a certain way. And you see them in a way that you know they like would not want to be seen. And that's your first sign immediately that something is not right and it's depressing as hell. Um, And, you know, I had already started. I was picking back up my autobiography that I I put down. It kind of started before. And that was the goal to pick it back up and actually like write it. And so, you know, I sat with her because I didn't know how, like, if she was going to come out, like nobody knew. And so I sat with her and I read to her, you know, the parts from our, you know, our childhood that I had written about, um, you know, and I'm just sitting there crying or whatever. And you can, you know, the thing about comb is you can feel when the person's in the room and when they're not, like when they're just like, you know, I don't know, going off, they're just off, like just discovering other galaxies or shooting pool with um Hitler or something I don't know when they're just like off doing stuff you can (laughs) you can tell they're not in the room and then you could tell when they are like our her neurologist was very fascinated by that fact that you know it was very obvious to people who knew the person um when they're there and so you know she was she was there and um you know and I'm giving her all this stuff and and just you know I'm crying I got snot running down my nose um, as I'm reading to her, because I don't know if this is the last, you know, conversation. I don't know if she's going to pass, you know, while I'm reading it. I don't know what. So, you know, I'm just kind of g- going over our childhood and and how I experienced it and everything with her, you know, her pushing me down a hill in a best, you know, in a shopping cart and, you know, all the fun stuff and then like the dark stuff and everything like that, you know, and, and that was sad. And I'm like, oh, this sucks. You know, and then she's kind of lingering in the coma for a while. And at first I was like, well, my surrogate mother passed um, pretty fast. And, you know, the the drawn out, the slow passing is kind of nice because you get to talk to them and say stuff. My surrogate mother passed away in her sleep, unexpected, middle of the night. So, you know, it was just like a shock. And then this one, you kind of get some time. So at first I was like, um, yeah, this is, you know, this the, this is a lot better, you know, being able to 
have this time to, you know, talk to them and stuff like that and spend time with them. And then as uh, the days and the weeks went by, you're like, no, this is a lot worse. <laughs> this is a lot. This is a lot worse watching a person deteriorate um, in front of you. Um, yeah, you know, I wouldn't wish it on my, I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy. You know, someone you love, especially, I don't, maybe just anybody, but it's, it's traumatic. It's traumatic. Cause you see, you know, scars from the person's, from your guys' childhood, you know, you see that. So you wreck, like, you're like, you're, you're kin to this person and everything, but you also see, you know, like the legs getting skinnier and things and knowing like, you know, just like watching all this stuff and you're just like, Ugh. so, you know, she ended up passing away and that sucked. Um, and also in 2022, um, you know, I lost my two best friends. I know the whole, like when there's a clearing in your life like that, great things will come and feel that. So I, you know, I did have that faith, but I still, there's an inherent trauma to, to losing the people closest to you, everybody. It's just, it was freaking Armageddon, you know. It, <laughs> there's, a, there's an inherent trauma that comes with that, that no spirituality can't solve, no intellectualizing can solve. Um, none of that. Sometimes you're just on your own, basically. At a certain, like, you're just like, okay, I'm on my own. So now I'm, I will have bouts of depression. Because when you're grieving or whatever, whatever it is, whether it's loss of a person, job, you know, um, health, whatever, like, you know, it comes in waves, especially like this type of like long-term grieving, depression, whatever, like you'll have moments where you're okay. And then you'll have moments where, um, all of a sudden you're just like, I mean, wait, (laughs) you'll have moments where you're just like, Oh, I'm going there now. Yay. I thought I was just going to go to bed and go to sleep, but this is where we're going. And you have no control over it. You have, you know, you have no idea how long it's going to last. I was listening to some of my favorite teachers and they were talking about, you know, them when they were grieving in depressions, losing their um, partner or their uh, child or whatever through deaths and things like that. And they were just saying that, you know, the the spread outness of the grieving and the depression, like it's almost like, you know, grace for you because it's like life can't knows you can't handle it all at once. So it'll kind of like spread it out over (laughs) however long you need to like not lose your mind to deal with it. So, yeah. So, you know, I have no idea how long this could take. It could take years. Cause you know, at first I was like, you know, I, I thought like after like a couple months, I was like, all right, I'm good. You know, your friend, how you doing? I'm good. You know, I'm focused on just living my best life now and blah, 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 and doing all that kind of stuff. And then there's days where you're just like, oh, like, like, you know, it's just, it's just, it, that ain't it today. That ain't it today. One thing I, you know, know about depression and things like that is that it is, uh, it, it is temporary and it helps that if you have a perspective of knowing that it's temporary and you don't try to not feel depressed. So, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm cool. Me and depression, we cool, but, um, 
but I, you still got to get stuff done. Even when you're feeling like, I don't want to do anything. You know, I just want to sit here and watch as you got the golden girls, you know, you still just want to kind of chill and you, and it is important to go easy on yourself and all that kind of stuff. Um, but life, you know, the, you're, you're here for a reason and there's a reason why you didn't off yourself. And it's because you know that there's stuff you want to do. Like you don't want years to go by wasted. A lot of people have done stuff. Mother Teresa is a famous example of somebody who, you know, achieved a, a lot and was very productive in her life, you know, and, and, you know, battled a lot of depression. Uh, if you read her journals and things like that, um, just, you know, depressed AF. So it, you know, you can, you can get stuff done. I was able to do the YouTube, you know, um, web series, What's So Funny. I wrote a book, published it, novelette or whatever, kind of a long short story. And that one was Hangman, which required a lot of research. I'm very proud of it. Um, and, you know, I did some other videos and, you know, I've started this podcast. I did the podcast, you know, created one for my friend. So I've, I've done it. With all this stuff I'm telling you guys about, I've still done all these things. So walking the walk, I'm about to give you guys the steps or the blueprint or things to do in order to be productive while you're feeling crappy because I'm doing it right now. Okay? All right. All right. So the first thing you want to do is just make peace with where you are. Like, like take pressure off yourself. There's so many things that encourage you to just, you know, just get going. You know, everything is just about going, 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 you know, motivation, rah, 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 like everything. You're just going to feel really, really crappy about yourself if you think that any of that is the, the move. Like none of that is that none of that is what you should be doing. <laughs> like, don't do the go to go in the gym, you know, and, and da, da, da. like I did that. When my sister was in the hospital, you know, I'm there every day dealing with all that stuff. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to go work out. I'm going to, you know, you got to get back. You know, I done, I done broke my back and my neck couldn't move. <laughs> like just the stress and that on top of it, whatever. There is some physical stuff that I will suggest. But, you know, all of this whole like don't try to rah-rah yourself out of it. Like don't like... If you have a reason, especially to feel the way you feel, which you do, there's always a reason. So that's kind of like a not real question. But like, like first make peace with that. Like be okay. Like it's okay. I, I feel like this and that's okay. I feel sad today. I feel lazy today. I feel unmotivated. I don't, I feel, I don't feel anything, whatever. Like just, and that's okay. Like I'm good. I can feel like that. And then the other thing is while in the in that same vein of accepting how you feel and making peace with it, don't try to escape it through other things outside of like the, you know, rah-rahing yourself, like with alcohol or drugs, weed, whatever. Like no escaping, no, no dating, like as far as um just like anybody. I mean, if somebody's supportive in your life, you know, do your thing, but like, you know, no, don't, don't reach for sex all that stuff is how you form addictions number one um or how you support them and it's just gonna prolong the process it really is it really is I mean in fairness I dated (laughs) I have dated but they they look at look at me uh telling on myself uh they were all they were like if you're gonna do it if you're gonna do the dating thing 
they like very supportive people, just like almost like these are these are people. One was like the a nurse who was, you know, who had my sister and my family's back like the whole time and was just like feeding me all this insider information and just would sit with me and talk or whatever. Da, da, da. I mean, he had a reason to, but you know, like that's, you know, so it was like nice to have that support. He had, he had became a nurse as a result of his mom going through something similar. So that's almost like, you know, group therapy kind of dating or whatever. Another one, his stepfather um, was in hospice at the same time. So, you know, I was connecting with people who were, you know, who were also, who could, who could sympathize and everything like that, you know, um, and were, and were, and were living their life as well. Like this wasn't a, let's all sit in a room and, you know, bleed out kind of a thing. <laughs> like, like this, this, this was okay. This is happening and we'll get through this, like whatever, you know, and then they, and they kind of got it, which helped. But there were, you know, there was some lingering toxicity, like toxic people from the past, because, you know, they always come back. You got to, yeah, cutting out anything negative, you know, toxic as well, even if it's social media things, like social media is a, like a cesspool of, it can be a cesspool of negativity, which is why, unlike, you know, my Twitter page, like number one, I don't really use Instagram. And then on my Twitter page, whatever, it's just like stuff that I find funny. And I just try to keep that algorithm going because I love funny stuff. I love dogs, a lot of animals. Um, you know, I, yeah, that's my thing. So I'm just like, I can get, I can get with that, but I got to block out a lot of stuff. I, I go into the account settings and I mute words. You know, I'm like, I mute president names, all of them. <laughs> I mute, you know, BLM, Me Too, anything that's just like, um, y'all, like, you know, I just don't, There, you can be productive, you can be helpful, you can vote, you could do all these things, you could join causes, but there's no reason to sit around and just complain all the time. That does nothing for your soul, like nothing good, at least for your soul. And that's what a lot of social media is. It is negativity gone viral. So, yeah, that ain't going to help you be productive. That's going to help you wallow in it. Even the stuff that's funny, but it's negative. You got to be like, um, that's kind of funny, but that ain't that ain't the that ain't the road that I need to go down because, yeah, life sucks. Oh, my my job sucks. Oh, this sucks. Oh, you know, f boyfriend sucks, girlfriend sucks, family sucks. Like just. Like, how are you going to create the life you want thinking like that? Like, come on. All right, so the next thing you want to do is focus on the now, not will I ever be happy, da, da, da. These are things, again, that just make things worse. Like, can I feel a little better now? So now we're starting to get into the how we get more productive thing. Like, you, you just start thinking, what can I do to feel a little better now? What thought can I think that'll make me feel just a little better? Well, you know. I'm watching this video or listening to this podcast. So I obviously do want to feel better at least, or I, you know, I care about my, this is an act of me loving myself. That's a nice thought, you know, like what, you know, like not just like, Oh, woe is me. Will I ever be happy again? Like, no, 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 stop. <laughs> that is the quickest way to be depressed. Cause there's like no way to see, you know, a bright future when you're not feeling good. Like it's, it's, it's just not possible. Maybe it is. If it is, let me know. But like, 
Well, you know what I mean. Like, don't be like, well, when I was sad, I, you know, did a vision board. Like, not, you know what I mean. But like, don't don't do the whole I ever or you know this is this is going on for too long. Like, just okay, this is where I'm at, and it's okay. Is what can I do? What can I think that'll make me like feel just a little better? And in that, in that moment, you are choosing to feel better. Like you're making a decision. Like you know what. I'm going to choose, you know, happiness a little bit. Like, I don't have to feel it right now, but that's that's the choice I want to make. Because in order for you to do productive things when you're not feeling great, it's going to start with a choice. Like, it's not just going to be like your body's just not going to start moving like a zombie. That You're going to have to choose to get out of bed and do certain things. The first things you could start with are things that are kind of like rewards for you getting out of bed, things that make you feel um, that are just nurturing to you that, like I said, don't focus on like, Oh, that, I don't even feel like that's not going to make me feel just do stuff that nurtures you journal. I love journaling. I could journal for five hours, six, whatever. Um, cause you know, or talk therapy or with a professional close friend, whatever, um, group, whatever, like that is just kind of be like, okay, I want to feel, I want to feel better. I want to get stuff done. Let me start giving myself that support. So, you're, you're expressing what's going on with you, and in that way, you're kind of supporting yourself and nurturing yourself. You're, you're making better food choices. You know, you're um, walking in the sun. Remember, I was like, don't be trying to just, you know, strain yourself and, and everything. Like, like you know, you want to be, you want to do active things. Maybe you like riding your bike around, you know, and so maybe you like walking, whatever, like, you know, just like light activities that are like good and we'll get those kind of endorphins and, you know, get out of the house. I, this, I know this is the hardest thing. This is like, getting out of the house is the hardest thing. I still say this, but I also knew I was going to be a little reclusive when I learned about uh, Salinger when I was a kid. So I already kind of knew I was about that life, but <laughs> like you just will feel better. Like don't wait. And maybe not even that day, maybe, but you know, after just get some vitamin E from the sun, like a little bit, you don't want more than like, you don't want too much of it. Um, but you know, cause there's not great, that great for you, but you know, get, get moving a little, you know, get, get moving. Um, if you like certain shows or whatever, say, okay, I'm going to watch that show on the treadmill or whatever, save it for that or just whatever. So like do that, you're eating and you're eating good. You're doing your beauty, you're grooming yourself, all that kind of stuff. You're, it'll make you feel better. Like seeing yourself not look crappy. Number one. Um, and then also you'll, you'll be so glad you kept up you, your maintenance of yourself when you come out of it. Like you're going to be like, Oh, I don't have like that deep of a hole to get out of. You might have a little bit, but not like nothing too crazy. So now you're kind of doing some things just that are, that are just nurturing and, and, and just, you're being more active, you know, in your approach to like, okay, in, to life and, and to getting what you need to get done. And then what you're going to do is you're going to look at whatever project you want to tackle, whether it's just, you know, doing some stuff for work or creative stuff or things around house, whatever, kids, child rearing, whatever it is that you need to do, you're going to create a schedule for it for yourself that gives yourself lots of room, lots of room to kind of like for those moments you're like, ugh. <laughs> It's just hard. I don't want to do it because you will have those 
yourself and you like, I don't feel like doing nothing, nothing. So yeah, whatever. And then, you know, if you do have those days, whatever life goes on, you know, you won't spend 80 years or 50 years or whatever in, you know, in a heap on the floor. So don't be all dramatic about it. Um, you know, allow yourself that time. Some people like, uh, you know, I was listening to the guy who wrote Tuesdays with Maury talk about this the other day, how, um, you know, Maury, who was, I can't remember what disease he had, um, that, it, but it just was like shutting down organs, I think. And he would give himself, I think like 40 minutes every morning to howl at the, well, it's not, I guess you can howl at the moon at that time. Um, but just be sad and depressed and why me and life sucks, whatever. And then he was like, all right, um, you know, all right, that's enough for that for today or whatever. So that could work for some of you. Um, and, you know, for others like me, I like to, you know, since my moods, since I'm more moody, I guess you could say, and not as disciplined, hence it's the lazy thing. Like I like to just create a schedule that's got a lot of breathing room in it to where if I need to stop. And, you know, and if you have a busy, if you, like a busier schedule, maybe the 40 minutes or however long you want to just sit there and wallow, that could be um, a better idea for you is to just go, okay, like I'm going to wake up early. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna wake up early and uh you know just allow myself to you know rock myself in a fetal position on a floor for a good half hour hour or whatever and then um you know you'll probably get tired of it that's one thing the nice thing about depression and, and just being down is it's incredibly boring oh my god so boring that's the worst part about it in my opinion like the pain eh but the, but the board, like how, how monotonous and just like, uh, I'm just like, this is, this sucks. So yeah. So give yourself time to do that in your schedule. Don't create, don't make it your schedule too heavy. And then you're just going to think you're going to plow through it. Cause once again, you're escaping through it and workaholic is another addiction, another issue. And you know, like these are times where a lot of bad habits that are hard to break could be formed. So you want to um, you know, go easy on yourself and, you know, find that balance between, you know, between, okay, let me get some stuff done now and let me, let me self-soothe for a little bit because, you know, I, I am hurting <laughs> and I want to honor that pain because that pain is there for a reason. It's, you know, and it's, it's there, to, you know, to help you grow. These are what we call growing pains. There's stuff you got to learn about life. You know, you're the disappointment, everything, illusions are being broken. Thank goodness. We're going to thank uh, whatever put us in that depressed state because it you do turn out better on the other side. You turn out a more compassionate person, first and foremost, and, a, and just a better human being because you have a better understanding of the human experience. Um, and, you know, and it's, you can just carry these things forward with you. So go easy on yourself and and get her done. You know, just get her done. All right, that wraps up this week's episode. If you enjoyed it, subscribe, rate and review, and join me next week so that we can continue exploring the beautiful messiness of life together. And until that time, sexy people, remember to approach each day with gratitude. Show up, show out, and above all else, keep it TC.